Hello and welcome back to Green Planet Blue Planet podcast. Today's episode is with Brooke Foote, who has been traveling since 2003 on different research boats in the scientific community to understand what is going on on this planet, circumnavigating the planet a few times by sailboat, conducting research around the world. So I'm really excited for you to get to hear this episode because it is such a unique perspective. Very few people on the planet can say that they've circumnavigated the earth on sailboat multiple times, doing research, looking at communities and impact communities all around the world. So without any further ado, here is the episode from Punta Mona in Costa Rica with Brokefoot. So my podcast, we're here in the jungle at Punta Mona in Costa Rica, and with me is Brokefoot. Hi, Brooke. Good morning. Good morning. Fabulous. I love having you here because Brooke is one of those masterminds who's spending a week with us in the jungle, first at Punta Mona, then at Envision Festival. And Brooke, you have a unique perspective on this world's movement, the shift that we're in from however we used to do things into a sustainable or regenerative kind of lifestyle. And your view is unique because you've been traveling on research boats for the last decade, decade and a half. Yeah, different kinds of boats, but yes, I've been globally um, traveling since uh, 2003, um, really working um, with the scientific community globally, um, and so I've circumnavigated the globe a few times by sailboat and doing different forms, forms of research, and I think the most beautiful thing from that, um, you know, obviously we're seeing this, the state of the oceans very up close and personal, but... Also, we've been connecting, uh, I've been connecting with researchers, scientists, grassroots movements, community leaders, chiefs, globally, to get a vision of what people are doing and how they're feeling about their environments. And so it's a, a slightly different perspective, for sure. Well, it's a super rich perspective. <laughs> I want to hear so much. Like, I'm, I'm envious in that sense. Like, how, how would I say that? I'm vicariously living through you, right? I, <laughs> I wish I could travel the oceans and circumnavigate the planet a few times. I definitely haven't at this point. <laughs> uh, I, I host a show called Green Planet, Blue Planet, and the Blue Planet part is, is probably pretty apparent to you. So give us some of the insights that other people, including myself, might not even be fully aware of. What happens when you sail around the, the world and you, you know, look at the state of the Earth? And you listen to the earth and you see what's up in the beginning of the 21st century. Well, it definitely changed me a lot. Um, and I thought maybe it would be pretty depressing um, because I think everybody intellectually understands that, you know, our oceans in general, the health is in decline in all aspects. Um, and there are moments I've sailed through trash gyres, literally I think the largest amount of time was three, it was three or four days that we sailed where we saw plastics to the horizon. What? 360 degrees around Three days us. in a row? Yes. For 24 hours a day, for three days in a row, plastics to the horizon. That if I was light enough, I would be able to walk across the ocean. Um, and I saw things 
like I even saw it like an old television float by um, refrigerators, like these sorts of things. And knowing that these plastics, um, that these materials don't go away, but they break down smaller and smaller and smaller and by accumulate in our environment. It's one thing to understand it's out there. It's another thing to like witness it firsthand. And so that for me shifted me a lot. Um, you definitely never want to use a plastic bag again after mm-hmm. those experiences. Um, but mostly, I came out of uh, my first navigation or circumnavigation with so much inspiration and hope. Mm-hmm. And that was connecting with the locals, with the grassroots movements, with the scientific communities that were doing and are doing the most amazing things the most amazing care we have such incredible technologies right now and they're such inspired fired up individuals that are Mm -hmm. doing everything they can to improve their own environments and so i came out of that with people asking me god are you so depressed you saw these things you know the albatross there used to be so many and i think i've seen two and you know while i've been sailing ever I was very excited, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but needless to say, um, yeah, it's super, super inspiring to see what's actually happening. Wow. I was just about mm-hmm. to ask you, like, how does someone mm-hmm. keep hope or keep, mm-hmm. you know, inspired or choose optimism? And yet it, what I'm hearing you say is when we intellectualize what's up, for one, we're not really feeling it. We're not really feeling our earth and our listening to the voice of, of the sentient being that is planet earth. But also we're not, in, it's hard to intellectualize all the grassroots movements for regenerative mm-hmm. solutions. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the expedition I was on was the JCAG Venter um, Scientific, the Sorcerer Two expedition. So what we were doing is we're working with the Department of Energy, the Moore Foundation, but this was a collective project to take sampling. So we're genetically decoding, basically finding out what is in our oceans, looking for alternative energies for the future. But it was a collective. Therefore, every single country we went to, we were working with the scientists of those communities. Mm-hmm. And they were collaborating and assisting. And all of the data is free just for the humans. Anyone with a computer connection not only can get the data that we were collecting, but they can do scientific projects. So this allowed us to connect with the scientists like globally that being said i think to feel mother earth and to really be out there what a lot of people i don't know many people haven't experienced is to be at sea to be cut off completely from the emf waves from the wi-fi from the distractions from any kind of media we like to call it our ocean ashram you connect so deeply with yeah with with the planet and then you're finding that individuals are so excited about their parts of the world they're doing anything and everything they can to regenerate her to the best of their ability and i got to witness that which was freaking cool (laughs) beautiful do you want to share maybe one on one or two of the highlights of those projects or regenerative initiatives where you're like wow this is being done on this side of the world, if only this was being seen and experienced by more people with the, the not just hope but the activism maybe might might launch into a new orbit yeah well, I think i mean there's 
there's, God, there's so many projects. And I will give you a couple of examples. I, you know, in Tonga. So these are the small island chain in the South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was doing, I had created this um, travel outreach program. So I was connecting children in the U.S. with children abroad. And they do an art exchange and this sort of thing. So I was filming in a classroom. And the kids had a coral garden. They literally not, I mean, they had their community gardens that they do, but they literally were growing corals outside their classroom and regenerating their reef and teaching the children how to replant, to regenerate their reefs. And I've been back into the, like the sandblast islands. So this is the Caribbean islands off of Panama. Yeah. I came back after four years and the reefs were more beautiful than before and they had projects those beach cleanups um working with you know pulling the plastics there's areas where fish have returned that haven't been seen in in 80 years that there's salmon returning to rivers where where cities have been cleaning up things and my unique perspective i believe is that i'm not i'm not ingrained into particularly the u.s where there's such fear and kind of permeating the media and the airwaves, whether or not you have a television or not. So I bounce in and out of these countries. So I'll come back into the U.S. and I can see the change. It's like when you go back home and you see all of a sudden your niece or your nephew is like, oh my gosh, they've grown. And the, right. the parents maybe haven't really seen it. So when I come back into civilization, I see these shifts and they're huge. And it's so freaking exciting. And the scientific communities are really communicating, collaborating, um, and diversifying their information. So they're not just staying within other scientists. They're bringing in watermen, explorers, community leaders, farmers, anthropologists, are all working together to create new paradigm solutions. And that's it's the, the way that I, I feel we need to move forward, which is why I'm here, really. Wow, I do want to hear more about that. But since you're talking about this place, Punta Mora. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, what, what does freedom culture mean to you? Mm-hmm. And like, how does it feel like in the art? Well, I think uh, freedom culture to me is us waking up to really creating our own individual expression that really resonates with our true soul's purpose. And... Boom, yes. And to be in alignment with your own personal soul's purpose is really comes from such a place of self-love and of balance. But I mean, you know, I have friends who have worked on the, the happiness studies, you know, the psycho- psychologists that work on the happiness studies. And such a part of us having fulfilling life is working with community and creating something like and being a part of something bigger than ourselves, better than you know, more and being able to, I don't know, create a positive impact in the world, however that is for any individual. I like that. It it very much resonates with me, this like deep purposeful place in my individual sphere. Mm-hmm. That's like part of my quest of knowing myself, right? This, this ancient phrase of know thyself. But it's almost like a higher calling into the collaborative field. It, freedom culture for me too really means I'm because of my own freedom. I'm enabling more freedom as I go, and I'm 
I'm not just oh, yeah. fighting for my own freedom that I can finally express who I am. But through my expression, there's a ripple and empowerment for more freedom. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, what it is within is without. So by me, let's say, being really real with you and being extremely vulnerable, I'm giving you permission and creating that more in the field of other people being vulnerable, of every, other people feeling comfortable to express their unique gifts to the world if I'm doing that. And so mm-hmm. I think that that ignites these, like you said, these ripples, these, these torches that are passed from one to another. You see someone so uniquely them and just completely in their truth and in their expression. I mean, it's so inspiring that others are just like, wait, what's that person doing? You know, yeah. how can I? And every single human on this planet has such unique gifts that, I mean, it's really unimaginable the possibilities of where we can go with it and that shift is happening i want right to experience now. that i want to experience that shift we ain't going to stop until everyone <laughs> feels this unique full expression in their own heart yeah I, and that's happening and this is this is about you know i like calling it the you're finding your occupation you know it's it's for me and people always say hey what do you do for work and i honestly don't delineate so much like work life and my vacation play life or my home life I'm just living my life powerful and I want to live my life in service to my fullest expression and whatever that is and seeing those gifts in other people and being able to say hey wow you do this and you do that like what if we get together and we connect and we network and next thing you know we've created something much bigger than what the single individual could possibly do yeah, take us back to C. Take us back to this this concept of doing something together and collaborating mm-hmm. that makes more available or allows more opportunity to really become accessible because we're not just leveraging one person's gift but various gifts. How does that play out on C or on a, sci- a scientific exploration? Oh, I mean, it's it's completely a mirror of society, really. I mean, on the C... It's like you're living your life. And our life is dependent so deeply on each other, first off. I mean, when I, me and my crew that I have, like, they're every, they're my social life. They're my personal life. I'm hanging out with them. I'm barbecuing with them. And, of course, it's a boat. So, I mean, really. (laughs) You can't really leave. Yeah, and which is so amazing. And probably my dearest, closest people that know me more than anybody else or definitely my crewmates because we have to go through a whole experience together creating something together which means instead of like at a workplace maybe something kind of rubs you wrong and you grumble at the coffee break and then you go home and maybe tell your partner about it but it's not really followed through on the boat um, it's a whole it's a whole different microcosm that we have to become truly a family and work together and not just to create great science or not to just to create you know great films if that's what I'm doing but to survive and it's it's all takes it to a whole different level really and that's exactly what's happening in our societies Mm -hmm. it's like right now if we don't collaborate work together and move through things together like literally we're at a point of survival and that's, for me, like, 
what I'm so freaking excited about is that I'm seeing the shift hugely that it's, it's more than hope for me. It's happening and it's a definite happening. And so I love being a part of things like freedom culture because the whole point of this is for us, let's work together, let's network, let's see what we can do to help each other out to create the most largest ripples and shifts and changes and new paradigm solutions that we can. Ripples of impact. Oh, yeah. And collaboration. Brooke, I have two more questions for you. Okay. <laughs> As a scientist, and it, when you're in a scientific community, how do you deal with not knowing? What do you mean not knowing? <laughs> like this, you know, our, our minds, our brains have this obsession with knowing and understanding. Mm. And in my own experience of the world, mm. understanding is beautiful. And at the same time, it, it limits me at times because it, it, it's this expectation I need to perform. I need to know the right thing or have the answer. And well, now I'm answering the question. <laughs> But basically for me, th there's a place where not knowing is, it's like, it's freedom. Admitting that I, I, I don't know. And well, this I, is good. I think not knowing is such a powerful place because then you just come from a place of curiosity, of exploration. Like right now, what we're doing hasn't been done before. This hasn't, we have never had the resonance that we've had before on this planet. If you talk about the Schumann's resonance, for example. Yeah. So you're looking at the actual vibration that of the planet that is affected by humanity and it's scientifically proven. So, so like right now, the vibration that we are at is it hasn't been seen before. And coming in and out of the countries, seeing what is shifting, the community gardens, the grassroots movements, the collaborative projects, the different types of countercurrency, the new ways of setting up business that are employee-owned that is not just serving the one or two percent, the projects that are going to empower others of us bringing in indigenous wisdom into the modern society, us cross-generationally working together and learning together and sitting together like all of this hasn't happened before and seeing that for me and coming from that curious place of just like not knowing because we really are on a new frontier and my experience in the scientific community which is melding into everything else mm -hmm. is coming from a place of like hmm oh, what, what if we did this? Oh, like, let's figure that out. Ooh, what if we tweaked it that way? And we end up with an economist and we end up with a, a marketing specialist and we end up, you know, with people from all walks of life working together, wanting the same goal. And that is for unity, for harmony, for all people to flourish and to thrive. And as far as I'm concerned, if we're not all thriving, then, you know, I'm not. You must have already telepathically received my next question because th oh, yeah. this is really this is really one of my quests. I'm on since about two years, interviewed more than 75 people on this, this curiosity of understanding what what is purpose and specifically what is the vision of Earth we hold in our hearts and in our mind's eye that we're actually doing all this for. 
what is the vision of an, a harmonious, healthy planet that allows plants, animals, humans mm. to thrive as they are and be a collaborative component of the, the spiral that is life? So I want to hear more about how does that look for you, this, this harmonious vision mm. of the planet? Uh, for me, it's truly understanding how connected we are, not only to the planet, but to each other. And once I figured that part out, then all of a sudden, literally self-care became so important for me to be in alignment, fully in alignment and in my truth of how I want to walk. And within that, it mirrors like our, our, our planet, basically. And so with these, with these projects emerging and with these collaborative um, yeah, gatherings like this, I see a planet that completely can flourish. We have the technology, we have the science, we have the research, we have the drive, we have, I am working with groups that are finding ways to create business plans that give mother nature a voice so a tree isn't just worth its weight and what material it gives totally. us. Totally. And they're actually being able to give the planet and Earth in a, like, kind of, yeah, in a literally in a business plan. They've been working for 18 months and collaborating on these things because what we're doing is we're creating a new way of living in communion with the Earth. And being able to work in communion with the Earth, not just thinking about ourselves, but about our environment, and not just thinking about right now, but thinking about generations in either direction mm. like that holistic way allows us to take each step I think with really knowing that the planet's going to thrive what I've seen if I can give any bit of information is that it's not like I hope that in the future it's like mm -hmm. it is happening like it is happening now the shift is happening it's a cresting wave and I wish everybody could see the projects, the programs, the gatherings that I've seen that are held in such amazing containers that, that the solutions are being created, the communities are being built, the gardens are being tended to, and we truly are shifting the way that we are in communion with our world and with each other. Wow. It's a really interesting feeling when you share this because I can absolutely follow in my mind and understand, but I can feel it from you and ha you having experienced and seen maybe, maybe um, well, more of that, more in quotation marks, more um, of those experiments and um, efforts so that it's not just a hoping, it's a knowing, it's in the now and one step at a time through more and more collaboration you might not even know how that looks like, but leaning into the collaboration more and more, the shift is fully on, it's fully on its way. Um, and I'm going to disagree with you with that. It's not on its way. It's here. It's now. <laughs> it's happening. It truly is. Like, I absolutely... <laughs> I love it. Thanks for correcting 100%. me. 100%. I'm Ooh. sorry. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> let me correct you, but it's happening right now. I promise you that. Beautiful. Brooke, <laughs> is there any, any last thing you want to share? Maybe a story from traveling the seas or, <laughs> yeah, something coming up? Some crazy.
crazy sea story. Oh my gosh, that's quite a quite a question. I think I just want to I've, I've had a lot of my family and people who one don't travel on the sea or travel as much as I do be concerned about my safety and and it is obviously an interesting situation to be that in communion with nature literally like whatever's happening with the seas or the wind and the rain are directly affecting us as we go around but the main thing that I'd love people to understand is like especially in the US that are seeing so much division and fear. I've sailed and I've traveled, you know, to probably over 50 countries and everybody I meet is so in love with where they live in general and they want to protect it and they want to care for it and they want to know how and they're working to do so and they're friendly and they want to show you around other waterfalls and they want to <laughs> show you around the reef and they want to bring you into their villages and they want to drink kava with you and they want to shoot like, me to play with their kids. I travel with yeah. bubbles and I blow bubbles and the kids materialize out of the jungle. And it's that's what it's about is connecting on a soul level with people. Mm. And it's really understanding that our planet is full of imaginative, amazing, creative connected individuals that are truly making a difference in our world and that there's way more of those people than what you would ever see on the news here here wow those were some powerful 25 minutes <laughs> quite the way to start a day in the jungle <sighs> brooke thank you so much thank you so much that was wonderful yeah thanks for talking to me